Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Tuesday morning. Trust everybody had a good night's rest and uh, hope that you did. I know for a lot of people, you uh, toss a turn all night long and then just uh, right about 10 minutes before it's time to wake up, that's when you get in a good rest. I, I uh, am bad about that myself and uh, are you getting that really good when you get in the most warm, most comfortable spot, that's when you have to wake up. So it just seems to be par for the course. And when you can sleep in, you're up at <laughs> what time you would be up during the week, you know, or even earlier, you know. So it's like you can't win, but uh, oh well. It is what it is. So, But I hope everybody has a good day today and a blessed day and that you will use this to glorify the Lord and cool your jets i know like i say i i have all people know uh what it's like to be uh, frustrated upset aggravated at what's going on in our country but uh just remember there's people out there crazier than we are that uh, they'll shoot you in a heartbeat so just be careful when you're driving just take a deep breath chill out and uh, so i have to keep reminding myself when i go out and uh, to just Calm down, <laughs> and because uh, I tell you, our our emotions are an all time high right now. So let's just let's just be good. I was like yesterday, I had to uh, uh, do something with my glasses. I've been having some trouble with my glasses, and uh, driving down the road, and this woman decides to pull right. Smiley, I mean, this boy, she didn't even stop at the stop sign. Did not hesitate. Did not slow down. I mean, she pulled right out in front of me. And as I say, I, I was, uh, that did aggravate me, but what are you going to do? You know, I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't scream or holler or nothing like that, but uh, good morning, Miss Mousie. But it just uh, still aggravates you, though. So, so just realize there's people out there that are just oblivious to those around them. <laughs> That's all they I can tell you. But uh, so just be self-aware and uh, just realize everybody's gone mad and, just uh, try to control yourself if all possible. Well, this one thing I want to start doing. I did this yesterday morning, and I think it's something I, uh, that we need to continue to do uh, for a while, if not uh, forever. You know, uh, was particularly with the great disrespect we're seeing in our country right now, and these morons kneeling and just, uh, whew, you know, talk about temper. <laughs> That's one thing that just really just gets under my skin. But anyway, I think we all stand if you can and let us say the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I just feel like that's something that needs to be done each morning, if all possible, and I think it's, it's needed, and I think these people need to uh, be appreciative uh, that we live in such a great country and take pride back. You know, uh, many years ago, hard to believe, uh, next May, I've been out of high school 30 years. That does not just, it, I, it's hard to even fathom that that's the amount of times went by that quickly. But uh, when I was in high school, uh, I was, uh, me and a small group of other friends uh, uh, started the pep club there. And we, uh, uh, it was called, because uh, um, 
uh, our principal at the time was Herman Tester, so we called it Herman's uh, Munsters, and uh, had T-shirts drawn up, and, and uh, to get get you know make signs and get people excited, and uh, you know uh, that's something we need to do again is get people excited. Uh, not only about Jesus Christ, get people excited about God, get people excited about uh, the country that they live in, take pride in what they have. You know, it's one thing in high school, you take pride in your school, and uh, we need to take pride in our country again and be very appreciative of that. And so uh, let's be encouragers to all those around us. And uh, thank you, Mr. Miller. And uh, let's be an encourager to all those around us, uh, particularly spiritually. Uh, when it comes to the things of the Lord, let's encourage one another, build each other up. And uh, I think that uh, we could do that. What a, what a great thing we could do for the Lord each and every day. So keep that in mind, something to, to think about. Let's look at our Bibles this morning. We're going to look at uh, Hosea chapter 1, verse 10. I had to just go to the book of Daniel, and it's right after that you'll find Hosea. So, but uh, I know it's one of those obscure books you don't always uh, uh, go to a lot of times, so it makes it a little difficult to, to find, but uh, it's, it's not too bad. All right, so we're going to look at Hosea chapter 1, verse 10. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. And so we, as my old pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, uh, one thing that you know, we can praise God for is that God doesn't always wait on us to come to him. And that God is proactive in that he comes after us. And, um, you know, there is um, something to be said about that, that God loves us so much that he seeks uh, to hound us down, that he seeks to, to continue to come after us, to try to touch our hearts and minds. And, you know, there was a, there was a poem by Francis Thompson, and he um, uh, was in England. And uh, to kind of give you a time frame as to uh, uh, when he lived is around the time of Jack the Ripper. So that kind of gives you an idea when he lived. Uh, they said he was a genius, uh, but he had a lot of problems. He was addicted to uh, laud laud laudium, laudium, however you say it. And um, he was uh, in the midst of poverty. Uh, he had uh, failed in different areas of his life. I think was, he tried to be an attorney. He tried to uh, go into the medical field, but uh, I guess this addiction had just took over. And um, he had uh, was even taken out with prostitutes and such. And But one thing he kept saying was that even though he, he the more he tried to run, the more he tried to, uh, to evade God, the more God hounded him. And he even wrote a poem. Now, I'm not going to read the poem in, it, in its entirety. In fact, it's, 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 it's titled uh, the, the Hound of Heaven. And um, you get a chance, you can read the poem in its entirety. It's, it's very, uh, it's a little bit lengthy, but too, too lengthy to try to read this morning. But he, he says, I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. I fled him down the labyrinth ways of my own mind in the midst of tears. I hid from him in under running laughter. And so he goes on talking about how he ran. And then you see here towards the end here, he says, but just that thou might seek it, Seek it in my arms of all that child's mistake, uh, Francis as lost, I have stored for thee at home. Rise, clasp my hand, and come. 
halts me by my by me the footfall is my gloom after all shade of his hand and outstretched caressingly off on his blonde weakest i am whom he seekest thou dravest love from thee who dravest me so the main focus there is i am he whom thou seekest now obviously the wording there is uh much like uh the king james it's a little bit uh a uh, little it's not exactly the uh, easiest thing in the world to read uh, but you get the point well, that brings us back to Hosea 1.10. You know, here Hosea was a prophet of God. And uh, he was, uh, God told him to marry Gomer. And uh, he, he, made, he built a nice home, uh, had a, uh, uh, cleaned her up, and had a nice place for her to stay. But she uh, went back out to prostitution. And of course, you can imagine, uh, say, if, uh, you know, if uh, a pastor, you know, he, he's a prophet of God. You know, obviously, I'm not a prophet of God, you know, a prophet, but the uh, Lord has called me into the pastorate. But um, uh, say I had married someone uh, who was a prostitute, and they go back out, and then, you know, I, even after uh, cleaning her up and, and uh, trying to make a change in her life, she goes right back out to it. And yet I stay, I remain faithful. I still keep going out after her. You can imagine the whispers uh, that would be out there. So, what is wrong with him? Why would he insist on uh, continuing to stay with such an individual? And that's exactly what they were saying to Hosea. Why are, you know, one had the courage. Why, why are you staying with this heart? Why would you continue to go after her? And, uh, and so that's when uh, Hosea said to them, said, well, if you can explain to me, why would God still love such a harlotous people? Why would God still go after such a harlotous people? You can answer that. And then what his point is, he's trying to drive home to the fact that God still loves them. That God, you know, by no merit of our own, no, you know, that God still loves us. That we, you know, again, you know, it's not by works, but by faith. But because of our faith in Jesus Christ, that change in that heart will produce good works, will produce those good things. But God will still love us. So nothing that we can do on our own. It is God's love for us. And that's exactly what he's trying to, Hosea is trying to get through there. And, and God takes it a step further by saying almost more or less like wedding vows, if you will. In Hosea chapter 2, uh, verses 19 and 20, uh, and it says, And I will betroth thee unto me forever, yea, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness, and in judgment, and in loving kindness, and in mercies, I will even betroth thee unto me in faithfulness, and thou shalt know the Lord. So, it's almost to a certain extent, you know, it's almost like he's giving wedding vows, that he's still betrothing uh, himself to his people. And he's still making that vow to still be there for his people. And uh, that's a, a wonderful thing, that we have such a loving, caring God, that he, you know, and that not only does he continue to hound us, as we see in the poem by Francis Thompson, to continue to go after us, to continue to love us, but even betroths himself to us, to, to uh, vow, take those vows of commitment and love towards us, even though that we uh, commit ourselves to Jesus Christ, but yet we fall back into sin. We still mess up. We still go back to the muck and the mire, but God still loves us. It doesn't give us an excuse to continue into sin. It doesn't give us an excuse to say, well, God's going to love me anyway. On the contrary, the fact that we love Jesus Christ all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being, or you should be, that you would want to make those changes, and that when we stumble, that when we mess up, we ask for forgiveness, we learn from those mistakes, we, we keep an eye out for those uh, traps and snares, and avoid those next times so we can be, do things that are pleasing and honorable and glorifying unto our Lord God, Jesus Christ. And uh, I think a lot of people uh, take advantage of that. And I think they, they cheapen that grace that God gives us. 
And uh, it's hard to believe, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we, uh, we sin so much. Sometimes it's repetitive sin. And we ask ourselves the very thing that, that was asked of Hosea. How can you still continue to go after this individual uh, after she has went back into prostitution time and again? You continue to go after her. You continue to love her. And we sometimes it's very easy of us to ask that very same question of God. How can you continue to love me? How can you continue to uh, come after me and hold me and forgive me and still be there for me when I mess up? It's easy. I know it because I have done that. You know, I'm like, God, how can you continue to love me? I, can, I mess up constantly i say things i shouldn't i do things i shouldn't i think things i shouldn't and it is it, continually you know i sometimes i wonder why why in the world because god's love is that agape love that uh, that eternal love that can only come from god that, that is, is is unconditional you know that's one thing a lot of people are searching for in this world is unconditional love they think they can find it in other people they think they can find it in a in a dog or a cat you know and uh, and uh, dogs and cats do show a type of unconditional love but the fact is, God's love is far superior than any animal can give you, than any human can give you, is God's love. And that's one thing that, you know, and a lot of people, and at the same time, cheapen God's love because they try to make allowances for sin. They try to make allowances for alternative lifestyles or try to make allowances for whatever other sin it may be out there. And so they cheapen what God is, is presenting and trying to give them. But one thing's for sure, God will never forgive up on you. Just as Francis Thompson's poem, uh, the hounds of heaven is that we see that God continued to hound him, come after him. It would not let up on him. It would not give up on him. You know, it's amazing how those in the world will give up on you. Those in the world will hurt you. But God is always there. And he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. And what a mighty and glorious thing that is, that Jesus Christ loves me. He loves you. Lord God Almighty, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, he loves you. He knows every star in the heaven, every hair in your head, and knows you by name. Is that not a wonderful thing? That alone should give you great joy. We all struggle. We all stumble. We all mess up. And it's easy to feel like we're alone. We feel like we're the only ones making these mistakes. But realize and understand, you are not alone. And that God is there. And that you're surrounded by a lot of individuals. That's why we build each other up. That's why church is important. That's why we need to be there. So that we can build each other up. And realize we are not alone in our sins. We're not alone in our walk spiritually. And that God is there. And, and so many times people say, you find a church and say, well, I've backslidden, you know, just like we're reading here, Francis Thompson, and how he went back, he was in the streets and living in, in poverty-stricken conditions. It's when people, and spiritually, a lot of people have done that. They have slidden back into spiritual poverty and, uh, and don't think they can find their way back out and that God wouldn't accept them, that God wouldn't love them. And guess what? They're, uh, they could, could not be more wrong. God still loves them. They may have tried to run. So, you know, so many people want, want to push away God's love. So many people want to push away uh, what God is offering. But God is still there. And so, and so with these people who think that God has given up on them, you know, they might have tried to give up, but God hasn't. And that's what they need to understand, that God wants you just the way you are. You know, so many, uh, you look at all these other false religions out there, and you have to atone for your, your own sins. You have to make, do something to make up for what the wrong you've done. You have to, uh, to attain a certain level uh, in, uh, in order for that false God to accept you. But guess what? God wants you just the way you are. You know, Mr. Rogers, I like you just the way you are, but God wants you just the way you are. 
You know, it's hard to believe, you know, as, as muddy and ruddy and nasty and, and miserable as we are spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, God still wants us. He still wants you. And so instead of pushing him away, instead of pushing his love away, we need to embrace it and understand it, that even though we have not earned it, we, we do not merit it, we, there's no way to uh, do anything to attain it. It is a free gift of God. He's giving us that free gift of grace, that free gift of love. And He will. And once we give our hearts to him, he will change us. See, that's one great thing when it comes to uh, reconciliation, when it comes to redemption, when it comes to sanctification, when it comes to those things, God will change you. You just need to, to open yourself up to him, accept him into your heart. And even for those who have backslidden, you know, that's one thing I, I love what uh, my dad has said many times. You had to be somewhere before you backslid. And guess what? The door is still open. God is still there and he'll still accept you. And he says, come on in. It's all right. He'll clean you back up again. And you may wander back out and screw up again, just like the, the harlot uh, Gomer that we're reading here in Hosea. But God says, that's all right. You come on back. I still love you. It's okay. You know, and uh, what a wonderful thing to know that, that we are received that unconditional love that God hounds us. He is there for us. He takes care of us. He pursues us. He doesn't wait for us to reach up to him. He's reaching down to us. So let's quit pushing that love away. Let's embrace it. Let's understand his forgiveness. Let's understand his grace. Let us embrace it and let us use it to glorify him. And understand that when you ask for forgiveness, God lets that go and let us and continue on the course and the walk. Remember, the suit of armor is always in the front. There's nothing in the back because there's no room for retreating, only advancing. So when you mess up, look up, ask for forgiveness, know that God embraces you, loves you, will not give up on you, and you stay the course. You keep on pushing forward and you keep on fighting. And uh, praise God. Praise God Almighty. If God is for us, who can be against us? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So let's understand God's wonderful, enduring, unconditional love. And let us embrace that today. Let us have a word of prayer. Now, Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you so much for your grace, your forgiveness, your love. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for never giving up on us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for always keeping the door open. And Lord, thank you for your, your holiness and your goodness and your grace. And Lord, uh, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I just want to lift up a special prayer request today for Ginger and Troy Hood, but particularly Troy's cousin. And Lord, as he's battling this cancer, Lord Jesus, that you'll bring healing upon him and his family and uh, that you'll give them peace and strength. Be with our sister in Christ, Kim Pendix. I pray to be with Wendy Lee, Ron and Thelma Thompson. And Lord, uh, just thank you so much for all that you do for us. Be with Linda Feathers and Roger Winters. Lord, let our police officers know their love needed and appreciated. Lord, be with our country. Heal this land. Bring peace upon us, Lord Jesus. Let the hearts and minds of these people come to know you before it's too late. Lord, be with our president. Give him proper wisdom and discernment. Bring protection about him and his family. Lord, let us serve you well this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for 
watching this morning and appreciate your support each and every day and uh, hope that you have a blessed day today. Don't forget, you can always share these devotions. Uh, you know, your friends can find me at Dr. Young 77. They don't do social media. They can always find me uh, on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young. You can watch all the devotions just that you're watching here. And also, you can listen, no video, audio only, the Dr. Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, no charge. It's free. And you can listen to all the devotions, all of our sermons and, and podcasts Brandy and I do. And uh, so definitely check that out if you can. But uh, Mr. Crawford says, uh, uh, thank you, Mr. Crawford. He says, like starting the day uh, with your message. I appreciate that. And praise God for any good uh, at all. So I hope you have a blessed day, sir. And all those who are watching, I hope you have a blessed day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless. Mm -hmm.